All right, Two TV Sports Tosh and Harry podcast is back. Today we got a great episode for you guys. March Madness is back, Jerry. Round one and round two is done. We're on to the Sweet 16. Our Ducks made it. We'll also talk a little bit about some NBA here, some NBA injuries, NBA trade deadlines coming up, Jerry. Who's going to get moved? Who do we think needs to make a deal? We'll talk about that. But, Jerry, I can't believe we're sitting here today talking to you. Oregon beat Iowa by 15 points. We had to end Luke Garza's career, just like I said we would on the last podcast. It's great to talk to you today. Dude, hell yeah. Go Ducks, baby. All right, so let's get this out of the way off the top. No, we didn't win two games, but survive in advance. That's the name of the game. VCU, a little COVID scare. Had to pull out of the tournament. Some might say Iowa got unlucky. You know, we only had to play one game, but we were off 10 days. That's the whole rest versus rust thing. Either way, Ducks got the job done. See you later, Luke Garza. Told you he was overrated, even though, Tosh, you pointed out fourth bot, he did go off. Um, he did have a statistically great game, but couldn't get the job done against our Ducks. Shut him down. Advance on to the next round. I'm fired up for this Ducks tournament run. I still have him advancing to the Elite Eight before, in my bracket anyways, they get eliminated. But, is, dude, me the Pac-12 well, Pac you know showed you know up. You know what, Jerry, you know what I texted when the first person told me that that uh, VCU is not going to play that game? You know what I texted that person? Survive in advance. And that's Survive. what the Ducks did. We advanced. We're in the Elite, or we're in the Sweet 16. We got a matchup against USC. But like you said, Jerry, the Pac-12 is back, baby. And before we get started here with, uh, with the podcast, hit that subscribe button. You'll get the speed You'll get this pod in your feed, and you don't have to remember to search it every week. And also, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. And check out the Nick's Picks pod starring Nick Robin talking basketball and pop culture. Jerry, the Pac-12 was back. Bill Walden was right. I was right. Come on. West Coast basketball is back. UCLA is back. Let's go, Jerry. So firstly, go follow Dave Pash if you're not following him on Twitter, because that dude is literally just spitting out Bill Walden's takes. And so we like as if it was like a sideshow to Bill Walton. Like, Dave Pash just loves that dude. Hilarious follow, especially as the tournament's going on. But yeah, dude, Pac-12. We've got USC and Oregon advancing. Can't wait till we whoop them. Uh, then we also had UCLA and Oregon State. Like, we showed out this tournament as a conference. Back to um, pack, we're not done Jerry. yet. Dude, we're not done yet. Like, yeah, Loyola Chicago's a great story, but, like, I see the beefs taking them down. Uh, the only one I don't see going as well, besides USC, of course, is UCLA is up against Alabama in the Sweet 16, and uh, Bama looked pretty good based on based on what I saw in this this tourney. So, what do you? I if mean, only you someone, of- if only someone on this podcast predicted that this is going to happen a month ago, Jerry. If you went to two tvsports.com and read the hot take of the week, I said two Pac-12 teams are going to make it to the Elite Eight. I had confidence in our group, back the pack, um, and and. Pac-12, 9-1, Jerry, for the quote-unquote weakest conference in basketball, 9-1, Jerry. The Big Ten, the so-called powerhouse, everyone's the Big beating Ten is up a on joke. each other. Absolute a joke, joke, Jerry. Joke. Yeah, you want to talk eight. about Ohio State going down to Oral Roberts? Yeah, they actually won a second game, which is unbelievable. But, I mean, I love seeing Ohio State go down early. Sure, I mean, it busted my bracket, but I busted everyone's bracket. Like, that was awesome. March is back. Jerry, and and I was not- texting Utah. I can't believe we missed this tournament last year. I cannot believe they had to cancel this. I know. This is the March best time of the year. Back. This is oh. great. And, Jerry, it's not just Ohio State that took the L. Illinois took an L. Wisconsin nope. lost. 
Michigan almost lost to LSU in round two. I mean, that, that was, that's the Big Ten's last <laughs> last hope there. I mean, yeah, really. Maryland lost, Rutgers lost, Big Ten, seven and eight. Come on. There's something, there's something so great about, at least for me, rooting for a team wholeheartedly that I could not name one player about. For the entire duration of the game, as soon as it's over, I'm like, well, that was absolutely electric. And then just going right into the next game and giving it my all in that one as well. I mean, you're really pulling for the uniform that you have on your bracket or for a school you don't like. It, in my example, Ohio State, like obviously I want Oral Roberts to win, even though it screws up my bracket. Like, dude, March, can't beat it. Coming and into. Jerry, let's. To, to talk more about the Big Ten, I forgot about Iowa, who got absolutely steamrolled by our Ducks. I was saying this before the before the tournament started. I don't know how the Ducks are at Ducks. Won the Pac-12, 20-6. Iowa didn't win the Big Ten, 21-8. Iowa, 2-seed, Ducks, 7-seed. That math does not add up. We have a better the record ducks, than them. The Ducks and we are proved always it. We smacked up. them. Every year. Dude, the Ducks are smacked. I don't know we have a good slap on every year. As you like to say, and you know, Twitter's now saying his name is Dana Allman and he solves Rubik's Cubes, my guy. I fucking love having Allman as our coach. Dana I mean, Allman literally. is a great coach. He always finds a way to get his team going. The Ducks have been the four of the last five Sweet 16s. They've had so many different players, so many different teams, different styles. They were a rebound Allman away from the finals four or five years ago. A rebound away. <laughs> Dana Allman finds a way, Jerry. And, and uh, to, to transition here, Let's let's talk about the, the, some of these Sweet 16 matchups. We've got Oregon, USC. Of course, they had to put the two best Pac-12 teams in the same region to play each other in the Sweet 16. They couldn't let the Pac-12 have one there. So we're going to get one Pac-12 team in the Elite Eight, and they're going to match up with most likely Gonzaga. Uh, yeah. And I don't I see Creighton winning again chance. against Gonzaga. I think the Ducks There's have no a way. chance to beat Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga has three and a half really good players. And I think the ducks have four or five. And I think we got a chance to be honest. We should I mean, well. listen, anything's possible in the tourney. It's one and done. It's literally survived in advance. We got to be USC first, take care of business. I do like our chances against the Trojans. I don't like us losing to them again. Um, I think we're going to smack against the Trojans. Saga. And did you, did you see what Mobley said? He said that we, got, we he said that, that, uh, we stole their Pac-12 conference championship because we only wow. played them once in the regular season. So he says that we got lucky and uh, he's excited to face us. So I know that uh, Dana Allman and none of those smoke. guys I are going to be, yeah, I want all of that, Gary. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bring Dana Allman's getting his guys fired up and uh, the Ducks yeah. are going to smack USC. And that's in the West region. The East region, we've got Michigan, Florida State, which is just a great matchup. Two great teams in UCLA, Dude. Alabama. Yeah, Florida State's size uh, is really tough to be like. They're all athletic and like the biggest team in college basketball. I mean, Michigan easily could have gone down against LSU if it wasn't for a couple of late turnovers by LSU. Some terrible forced threes that they just hucked up and bricked. If if not, you know, drive on two or three people, but not kick it out and take a force contested two. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really, really... Fun match. That might be the best game that I'm looking forward to besides USC, Oregon, Michigan, Florida State. But maybe you see yeah, Alabama think, in there, but I think I think Michigan's very beatable. I don't know if this is the week. I don't think Florida State has the offense, but defensively they're I mean, their size, yeah. their athleticism, they put yeah. the locks on everyone. Held Colorado to fifty three points. Held UNC Greensboro to fifty four. Um I'm super excited for this UCLA Alabama matchup because UCLA yeah. basketball is back. I mean, Mick Cronin has this team playing great. 
You got Johnny choosing who just gets buckets out there. I mean, this UCLA team is a team of great names here. You've got Johnny choosing Jaime Hawkes, <laughs> Cody Riley, Tiger Campbell, Jules Bernard. And, yet, and like, yet you're still rolling with Bama. You're still rolling with the tide over UCLA in this round, aren't you? So, I don't know about that, Jerry. I think UCLA is playing great basketball. You give Mick Cronin a week to prepare for this Alabama team. I think UCLA is the more skilled team. Uh, Alabama is definitely going to be a tough out, but I think I, I, I'm going to take UCLA in this matchup. I think UCLA is super well-rounded. I mean, you've got five dudes in their starting lineup who can all make things happen. Um, and then from there, I mean, I, I honestly think, I think any of these teams has a legitimate chance to go to the final four. I'm not going to favor anyone over any team. I think this is just going to be a great battle. Um, and and yeah, whereas like say with the the Ducks and Gonzaga, I think Ducks or Gonzaga. I, I don't think yeah, USC or there's no way it's, yeah, there's no way it's creating. I, I think, think and I think this one you can really go anyway. Um, and then it, we're looking up here now at the South region, Baylor Villanova. I mean Villanova surprised me without calling Gillespie. They're still. I mean yeah, like I think I changed one of my draw. bracket picks because uh, you talked me out of it. With uh, no, yeah, and I mean, they almost they almost lost to the Winthrop round one, and then they just fucking hammered North Texas. I mean, there North Texas was not ready for that. Uh, so I mean, Baylor looked amazing against Wisconsin. Uh, their guards, and then I just don't see big... Baylor having that much trouble against Nova. Yes, yeah, least... I completely agree. I think Baylor rolls, and uh, and then in the other matchup on this region, you've got Arkansas against Oral Roberts, darlings of the. The tournament, the Cinderella yeah, story, Jerry. Think, There's always I one. Think, uh, yeah, but this is kind of like the Florida Gulf Coast run where it's awesome. They make it to the Sweet 16, and then you have a week of film to study, and the hype and the momentum is over, and the adrenaline's over. And I think Arkansas comes out and rolls wins by 25. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think Arkansas Baylor is a great matchup. You've got multiple NBA dudes, Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell. Uh, John Mayer, that dude on Baylor, that dude is insane against Wisconsin, Mr. Mullet. Uh, and then you've got Moses Moody on Arkansas. I mean, I want the Warriors to draft him. I think he might be a top five pick. So, well, I mean, um, who don't you want the Warriors to draft? That's a whole nother pod. <laughs> and there's a bunch of guys you'd that, like them to take. That is, that is true. This is going to be a good draft, but I, I, I'll take Baylor. I think Baylor's look really good. So, yeah. I mean, they're my pick to get like- out of that region. I, I don't think I had Baylor coming out of that region uh, before. I think I actually had Ohio State coming out of the region, but now that it's between Baylor, Nova, uh, Arkansas, the... and Oral Roberts, I got, yeah, Baylor is by far the favorite to come out of the South. Ba- Baylor, at the end of the season, wasn't playing great, and I was kind of worried, but um, it, I think they figured out their defense, which is their issue, and, and then when you've got Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell, like those two guys are elite shot makers and shot creators, so I don't see them struggling at all. Um, maybe the matchup I'm most excited for, you've got the Loyola Chicago Ramblers who just took down big Kofi Coburn and Io DeSumo. Everyone thought that they were going to the championship and the little, the little sisters of the poor from Chicago, they roll into town, Porter Moser, and they just, they just basically punked Illinois. I mean, dude, Cam Crutwick, the white center with the mustache. I mean, he gave Kofi Coburn all he could handle. Yeah, like, that guy's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, in like literally every sense of the word. Uh, but let me throw you out this. Loyola Chicago right now is what Wichita State was like seven years ago. Where they made the 100%. tournament, they would win a couple rounds. Uh, 
and everyone fell in love with him. I actually I think and, didn't Wichita State make it the final four on one yeah. runs? Um, yeah, they started. Now, they I don't know. Start, if, I don't know if Loyola yeah, Chicago has it in them this time, but you know they're definitely one of those teams that like has the name recognition now and is going to help them in recruiting. Hundred percent. And and I mean the same thing happened with Butler. And speaking of Butler, I've got a little hot take about your boy Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens, uh, what do you got? Be, what do you uh, got? It, it's you got to check out ttvsports.com tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow as we record this to see that, but I'll tease that right here. I'm excited for you to uh, read my piece about the president, Brad Stevens. But uh, Jerry, I so I, I like both of these teams, and I Oregon State to me just has a little bit more talent than this Loyola team, and the Loyola team like their offense is insane. I mean, they just run like crazy offensive sets every time they get the ball. And I think Oregon state give Wayne Tinkle a week to prepare. I think this team's going to be very prepared. They're going to be ready to go. Um, and I think they win. So I'm, I have three pack 12 teams in the elite eight, which would be no sh- unbelievable. No, no Wichita state shocker there out of Tosh having, having back 12 <laughs> advance. Uh, but let me get to this last one before we transition away from, the tournament because we could go on about the tournament probably forever really uh houston syracuse does the cougars figure out the syracuse zone i don't know so i think they will but i also thought john rothstein like to say the houston cougars uh the houston redemption story because houston's back jerry i mean hakeem olajuwon they were great back in the day and, and ralph samson has them back uh, Syracuse, man, they're always tough to play in the tournament, especially that second day, because you only have you a day no to prepare for the, prepare zone. for the zone. Zero. So I think Syracuse, they they almost blew it against West Virginia, uh, and and Rutgers almost beat Houston. So to me, both of these teams have some holes, and I could see either. I could really see anything happening here. Um, I I. It's hard. I don't know, Gary. I mean, it's hard to know if they make if they make their threes. I think they'll beat Syracuse. You got to shoot well against the zone, or else you got no chance. So, um, if I had to lean on one way, I would probably go Syracuse. But um, we'll we'll see, wow. Gary. We'll. This is a fun yeah. region. I mean, you've got a two seed, eleven seed, an eight seed, and a twelve seed. And I think the two seed I've been low on all year, so it's up for grabs. I would love to see a two Oregon team final four, Jerry, how would that, what about an all Oregon national championship, Jerry? How would that be? I mean, I think uh, we would love it. I don't know if the rest of the country would be as into it as, <laughs> as we would be, but Pac-12 yeah, I'm all for it. If we get that, there, dude, we good. haven't, we haven't won the NCAA championship since 1939. So bring it on. Whoever's this against might, us. This might there. be our year, Jerry. It might be our year. Kind of pass the bags first. Jerry, you know what, you know, what's coming around here in two weeks, Jerry. I do, and I love it, but I'm going to let you tell the people, Tosh. I can't I can't fucking wait. Jerry, the Masters Challenge is back. Get ready for the best sporting event of the season back April 8th through 12th. The Masters Challenge, we can't wait. It's great last fall, and this year it's back in spring. We get back-to-back Masters, Jerry. Cannot wait. It's going to be a great tournament, and uh, I'm best looking forward to year. seeing how Augusta Easily. looks, Jerry. Oh my! 100%. It's gonna be beautiful. Are you kidding me? The zealies are back in bloom. It's gonna be spring. The Dogwoods are back. back when it's supposed to be. Oh my Let's goodness! Let's go! I, cannot, I cannot, cannot. I cannot wait to hear Jim Nance's voice on Sunday morning as 
the golfers go into aiming corner and uh, the Masters is uh, and a hush falls across there. the crowd. Unless unless Dustin Johnson's destroying the course at twenty under and just running away, <laughs> then uh, maybe it's not. As he, exciting, he is the but... favorite, so we'll see where. Uh, where what so that's I get like. that he's the favorite and he's playing great, but winning back-to-back Masters is insanely difficult. So I mean, I well foreshadowing here, but he's not going to be my pick to uh, take this year's Masters. But yeah, we'll, so stay we'll save tuned. that for a couple weeks. Stay tuned for uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday when we release the uh, Masters pod. And I think Jerry, I think we might have to bring Drew back on for that one. I think we might have to. Yeah, yeah. Look out for that. If we can, the annual, if we can get a hold of his agent. Yeah, Um, yeah. but let's transition to some NBA here. So NBA, more on a kind of a down note. I mean, we've got a lot of guys who are getting injured. I mean, you've got Anthony Davis, who has an Achilles injury that he came back for a game and re-injured it, and now he's been out. So that's looking really scary. And then LeBron just had a horrible high ankle sprain. I mean, I've heard he might be out for a month. Yeah, he's going to be out for some time. That looks real bad. So the late, I mean, dude, the Lakers are kind of like, they're going to be like a, maybe a, the Lakers are going to be like, yeah, yeah. They're going to be like a 33% win team. Like think about what they were before Brown and AD. Like literally they didn't make the playoffs for like five years. So yeah, they're, they're screwed right now. But dude, imagine if they're like, uh, Imagine if they're like an eight seed and you have to do the whole okay, play in thing. But does and it, then you have to go on? You, you have to play. Yeah, but let's say they're like a six seed. Let's say they're like, okay, maybe, maybe they won't be an eight seed, but let's say they're like a six seed. There's no real home court advantage besides travel. Like the fans aren't there. I mean, yeah. I think there's going to be fans maybe for, in the, some of these games. Capacity. And you think, do you really think it phases LeBron James to go on the road? I mean, I don't think that matters that much. I'm, no. I don't think it matters that much. I'm just saying that. It, especially if they're a six, seven, eight, nine seed, this road is going to be much tougher than it was last year playing in the bubble against a Houston team who was James Harden was ready to leave against Denver, yeah. who's now a six seed, and who is I mean Portland without anyone, and then Miami without their best player. Like this is going to be yeah. a much no, harder it was a cakewalk for them for them last year. So it all the people who, who are just like, oh, the Lakers will win if they're healthy. I mean, I'm not buying into that. Um, so yeah, we'll keep tabs on these guys and like what the deal is with them. And they, they, they got to get healthy, but, uh, KD also, I mean, he heard his Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's messed up. He's been out for like a month. I mean, they said it was going to be like a short term thing. Like two games maybe. Yeah. Now he's been out for a very long time. So, (laughs) I mean, that this worries me with his Achilles and now this. It's like it seems like the injuries are kind of yeah, but, piling up. Like yes, but remember when he was playing during this regular season, he was fully back. Like are, I'm not I mean, like the minute he steps on the court in come playoff time, and he will, he'll be ready by then. I mean, he I have strikes no doubt fear in your heart. I have no doubt he's the best player in the NBA, but. um I just think like, I don't like it's, if he, he's just, it's, I don't know how much longer he's going to be this great for. I don't think he's going to have the career like LeBron where he's just like amazing until he's 40. Um, which is sad because KD's my boy. Kind (laughs) of warrior. (laughs) You know, he like went to the warrior. Yeah. Well, um, I don't even know what to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hired gun for four years. Finals MVP. Come on. Yeah, but if you're KD and you win the finals, obviously you're going to be MVP. If you don't, that's just, I mean, 
Come on. Like, obviously, he's going to be the MVP. <laughs> and it's not like it was that hard for the Warriors when you have Steph. Like, they were already getting to the finals. Not that I want to have this conversation. They were getting to the, to the finals before KD got there. So you add KD, and obviously, he's going to score at will and put up all the stats and be the MVP. Even when you have 100%. Steph there. Like, he has to be finals. And, out, and outplay LeBron. Which he did, which I expected yeah, which to be is in the not, finals this which, year. Which would be impressive if he didn't have as much help. What's more impressive is what Braun did against. And I hate that I'm being an advocate for LeBron right now. That's that sucks. But I mean, more impressive what LeBron, LeBron did, with that did was impressive. Team? What KD did was impressive. Uh, I mean, they're both I studs. One A, one B. Hundred percent. I just think right now KD's the better player. If they like like he was in the last right. two finals that they played. <laughs> right now, they're both not playing. <laughs> they're both... Yeah, right both, now, they both um, got to get yeah. healthy. And that's the same thing with Lamelo. It's tough to see him go down with an injury. I mean, you never want to see a rookie who's playing as well as he is go down with an injury, like, like you know, fractured so, wrist. I mean, it's not long-term, but I think this is the best thing that could have happened to the Hornets, honestly. So they get a better draft pick? Yeah. Well, better draft lottery odds anyways. But, I mean, all right, so... To that Lamelo injury point, you think uh, Ant Edwards has enough time to to catch him in the Rookie of the Year? Because uh, Ant Edwards is explosive, I think he does. can't put yeah. up numbers, but obviously Lamelo is the clear favorite at this point for the injury. Yeah, I think he does. I mean, Edwards has been—I don't like—I wouldn't say impressive. He has shown signs of like being able to be an elite scorer, but also like he seems like one of those guys who's just never going to be on a winning team. Um, I mean, welcome to the Wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. But like, you have three of those dudes with Towns. I mean, I like Towns, but you have two and a half. Count Towns as a half. You have Russell and Edwards. Like that team is destined to be at best a six seed, Jerry. Yeah. Um, I would much rather have Lamelo, but um, I don't know. I think yeah, if he has a good rest of the season, he'll probably win it just because of recency bias. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. But now, uh, talk to the last basketball segment of this pod. And I think you, you brought up a really good idea. And it's kind of a, it's a rank them. You know, we're bringing that segment back. It's been a minute, yeah. and I'm excited to do it. Uh, and, okay, and Tosh, so yeah, let's, over... let's 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 rank the teams in order of who most needs to make a move at the deadline. Um, and so I put all the teams I thought were contenders in this mix. If you want to add a team, feel free. Uh, okay. Let's go with the Western Conference first. We've got the Lakers, who, I mean, clearly are the favorites if everyone's healthy. Utah, who's best team in the West right now. I mean, they've been playing good basketball. Uh, yeah. they, they've got a really well-rounded team. Phoenix, who Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I mean, that's, that's a great duo. I mean, that's going to be tough to, that's going to be tough to play. And then you've got bridges and, and some other dudes yeah. on that team. I mean, Chris Paul, where you're not, his playoff you're history, not bought in. You're not bought in. I'm not bought in. I'm not bought in. I think the Suns are anyways, awesome. They, I told you Chris Paul sec- is going to be great for them, but I mean, I don't, I no, I don't trust the Phoenix Suns come playoff. They're time. the second Especially, best team in the West right now. Okay. So, okay, I mean, that's maybe fine. we Devin don't Booker trust has them. never been to the playoffs before. Chris Paul has been there plenty of times, and he's been to what one, two, two Western Conference Finals. Sounds maybe. like maybe they're the team we need to make a trade. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, in the last, the last team in the West, I actually think has a legitimate chance to potentially win the championship would be the Clippers. Um, so I'm not really including Denver or Portland or I mean right. those teams right. clearly well, let's talk need about to these make four. trades. 
Let's talk about Lakers, uh, Jazz, Suns, right. and yeah. Clippers, How would right? you rank them? So you want me to go most in order make first? First, well, you need to make a move or least? E- either way. Okay. So the least I'm going to go with the Lakers because when everybody's healthy, I don't think they need any more pieces to be legitimate contenders. It's all about health for them. But everyone maybe knows the Nets. Uh, I mean, that's what all NBA fans kind of want to see. I mean, maybe maybe you don't really want the Lakers to get there again. But I mean, I would love to see that matchup. Um, I think it's a really interesting size versus just offense uh, of the Nets. Uh, but I don't think they need to necessarily make a move. I think their roster is improved from last year when everybody's healthy. Um, the other team who I don't think needs to make a move is Utah. I feel like if you add a piece, it really disrupts the flow and rhythm that they have going on for this entire season. They finally figured out, at least they win regular season games consistently. Donovan Mitchell, who I've been saying is a stud all along, continues to take leaps. Um, Rudy Gobert has been better defensively this year than last year. Last year, for whatever reason, putting the COVID thing aside, like before that all happened, uh, his defensive numbers were slipping. I don't really know what that was about. Um, and so now it's between you know the Suns and the Clippers for who needs to make the move the most. And I think the team that need the team that needs to make the move the most in the Western Conference is the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, they didn't have enough firepower last year to get past the Denver Nuggets. They didn't really do anything to make moves this year they're still going to be stuck with playoff p Kawhi is a little bit older we don't really know how healthy his leg is and it's the same thing with them like i i'm worried about the clippers and i want to see them succeed whereas the suns i think have the right piece it's just a matter of where they can like put it together come winning time um i mean the other thing is too if you're the clippers you kind of mortgage the future to get Kawhi and paul George. you give away every first round pick you you own so who is there to go get besides like Andre Drummond in the buyout market, which I think would be a great addition for that team. I think the Clippers, I think your spot, I mean, the Clippers need to be number one. The Clippers don't need another center, Jerry. The Clippers need a guard who can do something on offense. So you're not relying on Kawhi and Paul George to create yeah. for every, like those guys are off ball players. They need a guard. I mean, Kyle Lowry would be great for this team. I don't know if they're yeah. in the but the Raptors are gonna... the Raptors. I thought were trying to to buy. They're trying to be buyers at the deadline. I saw a report well, that they were trying to go after Tyler Hero, which is not going to happen. But yeah, the Raptors. I mean, I think they were, they would go after Tyler Hero if they're trading Lowry to to uh, Miami. I mean, which is a lateral lost, move like, if you're Miami. But they've, anyways. they've lost like nine in a row, Jerry. I mean, the Toronto's not going to be. Toronto's not a contender. I mean, they're not even, they're a lottery team at the moment. I think, you know, if you're the Clippers, go get Kyle Lowry, give up anything other than, uh, you know, Kawhi, George, and maybe like Ibaka, just because you need that size. But uh, they need to go. If you get get Drummond in the buyout market and you get Kyle Lowry, you got yourself a nice little foursome there. So. That's what I, I mean, would, if I was the Clippers, I would find a way to manifest that to get Kyle Lowry, get Andre Drummond, keep your two studs and have a very competitive. Yeah, they need, here. they need help. Cause right now, I mean, you're not going to win a championship when you're running everything through no. Paul George and Kawhi to, you know, you need other guys to help. Uh, and then I think Phoenix also, I mean, if they could get someone to like, I, I, you know, Aiden's developing and whatnot. I don't really trust him in a playoff series. I really like Paul, uh, Booker, Crowder, and Bridges. I think that's a great four. If they could somehow get, like, a small ball five who's – I mean, it, these guys aren't on the market. That's the issue. You know, they need someone like, like a Draymond. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, but someone better. But that's, um, yeah. 
teams like that would help them. And then yeah, the Lakers, I mean, they're going to need some help to beat the Nets. I think they don't have enough on offense to beat the Nets. I don't think so. It, they need so a harder in the East. If the uh, Nets are the team to beat, who most needs to make a move? Our, our contenders that we have right now in the East are the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat, your Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers with potential MVP, Joel Embiid, and my Boston Celtics, who are a dumpster fire. I'm actually going to say the Celtics are not the team that need to make a move. I don't think they have a chance of contending for the title this year. I think making a move right now would be pretty hasty and unwise. So I'm actually going to take them off this list as contenders. And I'll let you narrow it down between Nets, Heat, Bucks, and Sixers. So I, I can respect you taking the Celtics off. Yeah, I it's mean... just not our year. It's just not. I, I kind of agree. I thought you were going to get mad at me for not having them on, but like <laughs> I hear all this talk about, Oh, the Celtics need to trade for Harrison Barnes and they'll be contenders. Like I don't really think Harrison Barnes is really going to be. He's not the missing piece. I'm telling you that. Yeah. Right we're, we're like yeah. two to three pieces away from being a piece of <laughs> Yeah. You're, you yeah. need like a Bradley Beal and then like uh, maybe one like decent depth piece. Well, too, So the thing is like, we're trying to get uh, John Collins or, uh, there was another power forward we were going after, but the problem is in whatever trade scenario they want Jalen Brown back, and it's like, why would we give up Jalen Brown for a guy yeah. that's not any better than him? Exactly. So I mean, yeah, teams are just asking for way too much back, and obviously the Celtics aren't going to part ways with Jalen at this point. Which like, yeah. Celtics brass, i.e. Danny Ainge, just come out and be like, we're not trading Jalen or Jason like ever. They're under contract. Stop asking. Yeah, I mean they're not getting traded. They're not moving. Um, no. So yeah, I think Philly's the team that needs to make a move. I. They they started off the season well, and they're a good team. I think Doc Rivers has like really brought some professionalism to to that uh, locker room there. <laughs> yeah, it's but, addition by getting rid of Brett Brown. <laughs> but I don't think Philly is better than the Bucks, and I don't think they're better than the Nets. Um, and I know some people think that Philly is better than the Bucks, but I think as the season plays out, you're going to see. I mean, the Bucks have started playing really well. They've won like 12 of their last 13 since Drew Holiday got back. Yeah. Um, and and they had a lot of moving parts to start off the season. Holiday went down. Dude, Holiday, COVID. yeah. Holiday like, and Middleton we, are the X factors for the Bucks. Like we know, Giannis. We know exactly what Giannis is. We know what kind of numbers he's going to put up night after night. We know he's going to give his all. He's going to be there defensively. He's not the guy you want to take the last shot. So it comes down to exactly. And I think, and I think Middleton at this point, we kind of know what he is too, but the missing piece on the bucks all these years has been a guard who can run offense late in the game. And And Drew Holiday really helps that. And then the, the uh, development of even Chenzo is also a lot helping a lot too. I mean, he's consistently defensively has to come away a little bit. I was watching that Sixers game. Uh, earlier last week, and uh, he made a pretty horrendous play at the end there to let the Sixers tie it up. But you know, yeah, yeah I mean, that's that, that's one lapse during that, the course of the season. That'll be fun. And that's what most worries me about the Bucks is the coaching. Um, but I do think that dude PJ Tucker is a nice add because yeah. I think he allows us to play Giannis at center, which I think is his best position. Definitely, his lack of shooting doesn't hurt us as much, and. And in the past, we'd ha- we've had to put, like, Middleton at center, and then you put, like, Connaughton and DiVincenzo and Holiday on the court, and Middleton at four, and that lineup's just too small. So if you're Philly, do you need a guard then that can space the floor a little bit more? Or yeah, what are you going I, after I mean, then? I, I just think you need – because late games in Philadelphia, like, 
I guess you can throw the ball to Embiid, but like yeah. it's just tough in the post in the playoffs when teams can double you more and being, you know, you're not going against some of these crappy post defenders. Like you're going to be going against Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Like, so I don't think that's great offense. And then Simmons, like just can't create shots really for himself. Simmons is well documented. Yeah. He yeah. And so yeah. like, then it comes, just comes down to like Tobias Harris. And if you're in a series where it's Tobias Harris taking shots versus KD Harden and Kyrie, like, <laughs> yeah, I just luck. don't really think you stand a chance. So Kyle Lowry would be, I think would be another great destination place for Philly. I, I think, uh, I just don't see. Yeah. I agree with you. Kyle Lowry would be so perfect on the Sixers. I just—it's hard to see him in a Sixers uniform after playing for the Raptors for so many years. Yeah, but he's from Philly and he played for Villanova. I mean, I think, uh, I think they have. I mean, I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Toronto. I mean, Kyle Lowry is like a legend in Toronto, so I mean, I don't know if that's if they're going to even trade him. One team I will say, though, I think we might be sleeping on who might make a move at the deadline. They just got Trevor Ariza, the Miami Heat. Uh, the, low-key, they haven't been healthy most of the year. Uh, Baller's been out quite a bit, and they haven't... All, and Goran Dragic has been injured a little bit throughout the course of the season. When they're healthy, they're one of the best defensive teams, which is really interesting against the Nets, because if any team can slow them down, I would say it might be the Heat rather than the Bucks. I just don't think that Miami can score with the Nets. So, like, that matchup, yeah. I'd love to see. Even if it's in the second round, like, what, like I really hope that either by Pat seeding Riley, or advancing, yeah, I hope, yeah, he, Pat Riley he's is always a got something up his sleeve. And he's not done making moves. I mean, I just, I just don't, like, Miami, they, yes, they went to the finals last year. I love that team. Like, I thought they had a chance. But, I mean, this year's Bucks team is much better than last year's Bucks team. Um, this year's yeah. Nets team is much better. This year's Sixers team is much better. So I don't this know. This year's Heat team gonna... is the same and the Celtics are worse. Yeah. It, this, yep. this year's Heat team might even be a little bit worse without Jay Crowder and without like Tyler Hero just getting insanely hot and Dragic playing super well because he was rested. Like, so I think if, uh, I think Miami would need to make a move. I don't know if any move they make is going to put them over the edge. I think if Philly gets Kyle Lowry, they're going to start to worry me a little bit uh, as a Bucks fan. But um, I don't think Miami, I don't think any move that they make is going to put them ahead of the Nets, to be honest. But I ha- you have to include them in, in contenders as they went to the finals last year. You do, you do. There's no no fall off from them, or as much, you know. They're definitely still contenders. Um, I, I mean, they're definitely going to be top four, I think, come playoff time, like they'll make it. So, yeah. I don't know, the East, the East, obviously the Nets are the clear favorites right now, but not a guarantee for them to get out, to get out of the conference. I mean, yeah, it's going to be and, really fun. And you never know. I mean, you never know with injuries. Like, everyone just said, oh, the Warriors are going to win the championship in 2019, and then Clay Thompson got hurt, and Kevin Durant got hurt, and they did. Yeah, let, so I will say the Raptors did get a ring there. The Warriors definitely at full strength. They're so much better than the Raptors. Hundred percent. But um, but that just shows that while like everyone's like, oh, the Bucks suck, or oh, the Clippers suck, like yeah. one injury and they could win the championship. So that's why you play the games. I mean, you don't crown champion. You don't crown championships before the season happens. So it's good to like be in the mix. You know. Got to be in the mix. You got to make moves if you think you got a chance. Like, there's no better time than now uh, to make those moves. So, I'm excited for this deadline. I mean, see what happens. 
I hope it, I just hope it's not a dud like some other years. Like I hope we get some actual. Yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. That'd be nice, but uh, Jerry, as always, check out twtvsports.com. Check out the weekly spotlight dropping every Sunday night, giving you the best ten games of the of the week to watch, and also the hot take of the week every Wednesday. Jerry, I've been hitting on my hot takes, man. I mean, I called that Pac-12 take. Come on, I was the first person out there predicting the Pac-12. Stay tuned this week, Jerry. I mean, I was telling you earlier, Brad Stevens, I got a hot take for you Celtic uh, fans. Uh, yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, if it's him going back to college, I don't want any of that smoke. He's staying in the I've got a hot take for you Celtic see what's, fans. And, yeah. and, and, and I go in there, and, and I'll explain why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. So you go in there and take a look at the hot take of the week. Um, and then Jackson Roberts, Jerry, he's back. He's writing. He's got the fr- Friday stock watch every Friday, of course. Plus, Jerry, we didn't mention it, but MLB, Jerry, it is back. It and is. Jerry yeah. Rob's out with your baseball contender previews. I mean, he's giving you all you need to know, Jerry. I know you don't really follow baseball. Dude, that yeah, closely. the Sox are out again this year, you guys. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. Jerry, just read his previews and you'll be all good to go. You don't need to know anything more until the playoffs start. Um, and, and so also tune in baseball I think though, uh, next week. Tosh, I went, I think I went chalk last year with the Dodgers and seemed to work out. So I'll see if I can recreate the magic on our, our baseball preview <laughs> pod coming out. Yeah, I soon. think we all picked the Dodgers and I think they all, <laughs> Dodgers won. So <laughs> we're pretty good on the wins. baseball. Yeah. We're yeah. pretty good on the baseball predictions. So stay tuned next week for that. Jerry, anything else you want to add in here? Hey man, hopefully next time we pod, the Ducks will be in the final four, but, uh, until then, I'll be uh, rooting them on. Yep. Ducks to the Final Four. Ducks is the national champion, so it's not settled for the Final Four, Jerry. If we beat Gonzaga, we're winning this thing. I'll let you know that right now. If we beat Gonzaga, there's no doubt in my mind we're winning the championship. But uh, for now, 2TV Sports signing off Mike.